I like it long and tight. I like it when it wraps around my finger. I love the way it glides so softly through tiny crevices. I love flossing my teeth. This episode of Overzealous is brought to you by flossing your teeth. I'm doing it. I hope you're out there doing it too. for joining me. Thanks for coming back even though this still isn't anything uh, to be proud of or to write home about. But since text messages happen so quickly, I've definitely written home about it. So last week's episode was the episode where I brought my boyfriend on, but it wasn't an interview. It was one of our older podcasts. And now I'm like, it would have been smarter to just bring him on as an interview. But I don't really have anything to interview him about. What have I been up to? Well, okay, so I did my run today and one thing that I've been having a problem with is a cramp in in particular in my right side. Tell me if you get cramps while you're running and tell me how you get over them because I've Googled everything and the only thing that so far works for me has been running with my arm up. You got that correct. If you ever see me running, you're probably going to see me with my right arm in the air just running. I might be holding a stop sign or something, like just one hand in the air like, I got this! Because there's, it's, it just came out of nowhere. These cramps just came out of nowhere and they don't go away and I'm super annoyed by it. So please, if you are a runner and you continually get cramps but you figured out a solution, please let me know. I would like to know. I'd like to stop running with my arm in the air, but I am not giving up. I refuse to allow these cramps to bring me down. Maybe not summer 2020 I'll be looking like I ran, but summer 21? Like, look out. I'm coming for you. I'm gonna run throughout the winter. I don't care if it's cold. I don't care if I get cramps. So, dear cramps, it's time to go away. What else have I been up to? Oh, ooh, I got really into this show and it's really popular right now, and I think that's because it just came on um, Netflix. It is called Love on the Spectrum. One of my favorite characters on this show is Michael, and that's all I'm gonna talk about because I don't really know how people living with ASD and in that community really feel about the show. I've seen some mixed reviews, so I'm just gonna focus on Michael because he is a pure friggin' gem. If you watch everything Michael says and does and you are not like, I want to marry that man, then you don't even want to be treated well. You do not want to be treated well because this guy, like some of the things he says, it's like that is exactly what every woman's looking for. How is not every woman out there like, yep, that's what I'd like. First of all, I'm going to start off by saying I tweeted something about uh, love on the spectrum. And this is the only tweet that I've ever had that made it to a few retweets and likes. So on Twitter, it's hard unless you're the kind of person that plays the game and is consistently engaging with it and like retweeting people and commenting on people's stuff like you're not going to get a lot of likes or retweets. That's not why I use Twitter. I use Twitter because I want to always have, I think I've mentioned the podcast being a diary, but it's like, I just always want to have like a consistent update on what's going on in life and like funny satirical humor or, you know, just stuff like that that kind of makes me laugh and I can look back on it later and be like, that's really funny. Or let's say this podcast hits the ground running. Okay, it's already hit the ground. It's not running. It's very much a slow pace, but it's a turtle and it might make it there, okay? It's gonna beat the hair. I promise you that. I'm kidding. I'm so sorry. It's definitely not gonna beat the hair and I don't know who the hair would be, but... So back to the tweet. <laughs> this tweet is almost at 500 likes and 150 retweets. It's difficult to get even one like on Twitter, okay? So I, I'm pretty proud, but I'm also humble enough to know that it's not because of me that this is getting so many retweets and likes. It's because of Michael, the star of this episode. If he's out there, if he ever listens to this, can I interview you, Michael? Let me help you. I feel like I'm a matchmaker and I could find the perfect girl for you or guy or gender neutral human being. Whichever human being is going to treat Michael like the piece of gold he is, I will help you find them. So I tweeted, 
um, Michael gets it because I was watching the first episode and he said something that I was like, oh my goodness, you and I get each other, Michael. He says, I'm not really too keen on kids at the moment because I have a feeling that having children will ruin my chances of being wealthy. Spot on, Michael. Spot on. You could not be more correct. One of the reasons why I don't really feel like I want children, which is a personal choice, uh, which everyone is allowed their own, I've always felt like they'll ruin my chances of being wealthy. And I just lived kind of a different life where I've already been the caretaker of someone, so I kind of just want to have a me life. But also, I don't want to pay for someone else's education when I've already had to pay for mine. Basically what I'm saying is I would be an absolutely terrible mom and Michael gets it. This is, this is a valid argument. Like, kids really do get in the way of you becoming wealthy. If you can do it with kids, my god, you have your cake and you can eat it too. And you eat that cake, baby. You eat it. You chow down on that cake because the rest of us out here are all struggling just to take care of ourselves, let alone another human. On the show, Michael says a million other things that are like just so spot on for what any woman should be looking for. Like ladies of the 90s, he has already made with his own hands a heart-shaped box for his future wife that he hasn't even met yet. It's a heart-shaped box and it has uh, a little frame in it so that he can put your picture in it, okay? He's already, he's already set up your life and he already has a heart-shaped box for you. Oh my goodness, amazing. His dream in life is to become a husband and that is the most important thing for him to achieve. Ladies, I promise you any neurotypical man and any neurotypical woman is not going to have their dream be to be your significant other. This is his life dream. He doesn't care who it is. Okay, not only that, not only is his dream to have a wife, take care of her, and treat her like gold. He's interested in commitment, ladies. Like, that's all he wants. He doesn't want any fucking around. He just wants to marry you, give you the world. Michael legitimately says... If he was dating someone and in a relationship and they eventually got married, he would treat her as his top priority. She would pretty much be his most valuable and greatest treasure of all time. She would practically be his million dollars. Come on, ladies. Like, every other man for me has been like, I need you to help me achieve my dreams. I would much rather be the achievement and the dreams. I don't know about you. Maybe not. Maybe I'm going too far. I just think Michael's a gem. The only problem with Michael is that he says that he doesn't want anyone gothic or tomboyish, so I really don't feel like I'm in his league. Michael is in a league that is beyond Earth, and the rest of us are stuck here on earth being like why can't we love each other right like michael will love you right thomas we can all learn from thomas he dreamed of being a bus driver his whole life and he grew up and accomplished that goal and now he's the happiest bus driver that anyone has ever seen if everyone could treat their job like that instead of being like well i'm gonna get a job and what makes me money stop doing that Stop doing that, okay? Because then we get doctors that don't have empathy, cops that are out there killing people. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, okay, that was a little harsh. I'm so sorry, but like, don't pick a profession because of the money. We are past that. This is not the 70s. Pick a profession that you absolutely love and are going to enjoy. I picked my path based on what fills my heart, not what's going to fill my pockets. And in 2020, I would suggest you do the same. So many people are going to disagree because we're in quite the crazy economic climate right now. But legitimately, I'm kind of a happy clam. It would do everyone on earth a service if we all did what makes us happy. It's almost your responsibility to make sure you're doing happy things. And if you absolutely can't, then it's everyone's responsibility to be like, okay, where are the resources that you need to get you there, to be your best, to be your happiest, to put forth your best into the world so you can get the best out. I went on a ramble there and I, I this is not a well-being podcast, so I'm gonna just stop. I just need everyone to know that Leo season has commenced. If you didn't know, here's Leo telling you that it's Leo season. Do not worry if you did not know that. A Leo will always tell you when it's their time and baby, we are back. 
Okay, I guess any Zodiac following nerd will let you know when it's their time, but Leo takes the credit, okay? Like, they for sure will always tell you. And to be honest, we probably said it first before anyone and the loudest each year. I'm always stoked about my age and my birthday and Leo season. I haven't had an age crash where I'm like, holy shit, I'm getting old. This is a major milestone. Like, I legitimately just feel like I'm living my life and my birthday is basically a celebrate me day. I had a family member message me um, on my birthday and say happy birthday and they were like, hey, it's okay, you're 33. 33 is the new 20 type of thing. And I'm just like, I don't need 33 to be the new 20. 20 was horrible. Not all of 20, but like the beginning of 20, like my brain was still developing. It was terrible. Any time in my life when my brain wasn't fully developed, it was a terrible effing time. <laughs> I'm just lucky enough that I'm one of those humans that is pretty stoked for every age of my life. And that is the one plus of having a traumatic childhood. Everything since growing up has been like, thank God this is nothing like being a teenager. Like I don't need to be told that 30 is the new 20. I'm not sad that I'm gonna be 40 in six years. Like I'm not sad. I might freak out about 50, but I'm pretty happy with where I am in life. And I'm pretty happy with my age. Like I don't, I would never go back to being a kid when people are asked what age would you go back to it's always 30 always 30 I would be 30 a million times over granted I don't want to get old but 30 is the best and I have a feeling that 40 won't be that bad either call me crazy call me lucky call me privileged I don't care I'm not afraid to get older I'm probably afraid of death though I'm more afraid of the world ending than death because I'm a weirdo conspiracy theorist Ooh, that brings up a really good topic okay can I start a segment called my crazy conspiracy theories I tried starting this segment on Twitter did not catch on like I said hard to get even one like on Twitter so my crazy conspiracies so I was like we've been debating the time travel conversation for a really long time and when I say we I mean like my friends and family and all that and most of the time my family's just like shut up Chelsea we don't care about your conspiracies we don't care how you think about consciousness and the world and time and space and like we don't care I tried to start it on Twitter now I'm bringing it here I don't care here it comes so okay so my new conspiracy theory is so there's this thing where we already know you can travel forward because if you go faster than time, then you go faster than time. Wow, that was a dumb sentence. But honestly, I'm not a physicist. I'm not a scientist. I don't have a full degree yet. I really can't explain it. I probably should have looked it up. You can only travel forward. The reason why you can't travel backward is because it would screw things up. First of all, the present is totally effed. You can't tell me that the present isn't effed. Maybe we're just stuck in this loop of someone traveled back in time and fucked shit up and they keep doing it because it keeps happening over and over. But my second was everything is everything. The beginning is the end, alpha and omega. Everything is cyclical, like everything's a cycle. What comes around goes around. Hear me out on this. What if humans of the future closer to the end, figure out how to go so far ahead that they end up looping back around because it's a cycle and coming back to the beginning because they can. They're at the end. So they're really close to the beginning. All they have to do, figure out how to go faster and then boom, another big bang and it starts all over again and they're at the beginning. I feel like the reason why early people saw them as aliens and all these people are seeing them as aliens, like there's encounters out there. I don't know if they're true or not. I really, I don't, I don't, I can't look into that. I, I'll go down a rabbit hole, but I honestly believe the reason why we see them as crazy aliens is because they are us. And if you are looking at something from a different dimension or a different time, you are not gonna see it as a human because it's not. Does that make sense? It's in a different dimension and a different time. It just, maybe that's what our original forms are. We all look like aliens and you just see your original form. I'm kidding now, I'm getting crazy. But like, can we start that? This whole segment where it's like crazy conspiracy theories? Write into me at the over, not the, sorry. Write into me at overzealouspodcast at gmail.com and if you have a crazy conspiracy theory, I will definitely address it because I, Love them. I'm not like it's some crazy conspiracy theorist. I need to stop saying crazy in front of conspiracy theorists. I need to stop using crutch words in general. We're learning. This is only episode five. Please help me. Help me learn. <laughs>
follow along with my journey. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Like I don't, I don't let myself spiral into any kind of paranoia, but I do enjoy hearing them like a lot. Like I think that if we all put our conspiracy theories together, we could find some type of order in the chaos. Just like math, there's order in chaos. I have an honest question that kind of fits in with conspiracy theories. So lots of people think that humans are getting more stupid, but, and hear me out on that, maybe it's that people who can't critically think are just the same and the rest of us are on a higher reasoning now. Boom! Like the rest of us are smarter. No one's getting more dumb. The rest of us are getting smarter. I just feel like that's a positive outlook on the way things are going right now. And can I just say, I included myself in the critical thinker category. Yeah, I just did that. Because I look as a critical thinker as someone who knows how to reason and see other points of view or can take in new information and potentially be open to changing their mind upon receiving said new information. I like to believe that I'm a critical thinker. I think that's really all it takes. Have an open mind, question things. Question everything all the time. I think I've said this before in another podcast. When you see something, it should only serve as a basis for your own research. Because as Rene Descartes said, for all you know, you're the only one that exists. You have absolutely no proof that anyone else exists. You don't. You just don't. If you can give it to me, that proof, please give it to me. I remember once I said to someone, I was, you know, talking about the hologram theory and how this is all a hologram, like the matrix, like a, a, what's that called? Holy cow. Simulation. Just because I like talking about that stuff. Some person was like, yeah, that's dumb because if this was a simulation, I'd be able to put my hand right through you. And I'm like, okay, so you obviously don't understand this. So maybe just don't talk because I need people who understand it to actually give a critical outlook on this, not just some dumb answer. <laughs> Hear me out on this. OnlyFans is Patreon, but with a sexier origin story. Actually, now that I'm here, I realized OnlyFans is also Netflix, but with a sexy origin story and probably better originals. <laughs> No offense, Netflix, except for all the offense, please make better originals. That's kind of jerky of me to say because I do enjoy a lot of their originals. <laughs> so I was in the shower yesterday and I regularly do comedy porn for myself in the mirror while, I, while I'm showering in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. My mirror is right in front of like the, the shower. So if you don't know what comedy porn is, I'll explain. I will do things like take a shampoo bottle and pretend I have a dick. Why is that, Chelsea? Like, why are you that weird? Well, it's because I have penis envy and I'm very much a dominant human in life. And I understand that penises in the past have had more power, which might not be the case anymore. That being said, for centuries, the penis has had the power. So when my partner's not at home, I'm, regular, I'm regularly doing funny things that make it seem like I have a penis or just anything in the mirror to make me laugh. One time I did a whole like twerking thing and then put it in slow-mo to watch my butt jiggle in slow-mo and it was not pretty. I really thought it was gonna turn out pretty hot and OnlyFans worthy. I'm kidding, I'm not starting, I'm not starting an OnlyFans account guys. Like that's not, that's not a thing. I would start one for Davis though. I'm regularly trying to sell his sex. <laughs> So I was doing this twerking shake thing, um, but it's kind of funny because I have the tiniest butt in the world and I made the video and I slowed it down to see how my butt looks slow whilst I'm twerking. So these are the things I do while I'm alone at home. I came to the conclusion that, okay, I don't want to be single. I absolutely love Davis, but I know everyone out there who is in a long-term relationship knows that they would what they would do if they were single, like everyone. I don't think that he knows what he would do if he was single, he'd be lost without me. But like, I always have this like, if I was single, I'd do this. And I feel like every girl does. So most people would go out on the dating scene and sleep around and go to clubs. And I have friends that are on dating websites and going out to clubs looking for people or, just living their lives differently than I would if I was single. I would 100, no, I would 1000% 
focus on an OnlyFans account if I was single. That has my porn, but it's all completely comedy. So I'd link it to my Instagram where I look like this normal female. You know, she's like a six. Like, she looks good with lighting. She can sometimes be a seven. She could pass for a seven occasionally. Maybe I'll join her OnlyFans. You have to pay for the subscription, and then you go to it, and it's just me pretending to have a penis in almost every single post. So in case you were wondering what I do if I was single, now you know. Comedy porn. That is on my list of things that if Davis just randomly cheats on me or leaves me, it's fine. I'm gonna open an OnlyFans account and do comedy porn. I got it all figured out. Okay, so I want to talk about something that's kind of serious. Okay, it's it's really serious. So there was this post that was circulating Facebook, I believe like a week ago. So I've seen other posts like this before and I've seen a lot of companies do this and people call them out. There's companies out there that will not have anything to do with a gay couple getting married. This one company in Canada in particular recently refused to help with some aspect of the wedding because it's not personally what they believe in. It's really difficult for me to even touch on this subject because on some level I do get that you grew up in an environment where you've been fed a lot of bullshit by whatever cults you grew up with. How can I say this in a way that's like, I get why you're like this and you deserve some understanding and if you're willing to do the work then I'm willing to do the understanding. How can I say it in a way that's like I get why you're like this but it's time to stop if you want to own a business in Canada. I'm not trying to be mean. We're trying to make this a beautiful place and I'm sorry if you're not someone that doesn't want to contribute to making Canada respectful of everyone and awesome and exciting of all walks of humans then get out. <laughs> like Take your own advice of telling people to get out and get out. We're trying to do something here. We want a small piece of paradise where our collective consciousness as Canadians is that we respect and love one another. And I just feel like if you're not willing to learn, then why? Like we're in this age, we're in this time where you can't disregard people that have a different walk of life. Like I just don't get it. It's we, we're intelligent enough to be like, oh, this is someone that just lives differently than me. I know that you're saying like, well, why can't this person, you know, understand that this company isn't, you know, they just think differently because it's a stupid way of thinking. Like this gay couple would never have been like, well, I'm not using your wedding place because you believe in God and your religion. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I, whatever. I shouldn't be giving opinions on this because it's obvious where I stand, but like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I really, I know that you're thinking, well, you should be able to respect someone else's decision not to film a gay wedding. And here's my thing. I think that as a business, if you want to do that, and I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't do, but I believe if you have a business that makes it sound like you're willing to help anyone out with a wedding, wedding photography, wedding cakes, anything like that, that makes it sound like you're willing to help any wedding, but you're not. So you should be legally forced to say that you discriminate. Maybe don't say who, because it's illegal to discriminate as a business in Canada, but I think there should be like a little mark. Hey, we discriminated against someone. And if that might be you, don't go with us. Legit. Like, I really do. I really think that. If I was going to discriminate, I would be, I'd have the balls to be like, you know what? I don't sell to long-haired dogs. I don't want my doggy treats going to long-haired dogs. Me and my dog don't like long-haired dogs. Why am I bringing this up? Because my dog really hates long-haired dogs. And that's how you sound when you're like, I don't agree with homosexual marriage. Like, oh, okay. Like, who cares? Your business is weddings, not relationships. Like, it's absolutely upsetting to email someone, go to their website and try to order something and, and then get an email back that's passively aggressive trying to tell you like no offense but we don't believe in that like sweet I don't believe in God but I'm still probably gonna get married at some point oh, I don't believe in God and I still pray I'm just one of these crazy people that believes that everyone deserves to have a really good life as long as they're not actively hurting someone and this is why I am okay with religion because as long as you're not hurting someone it's great 
but unfortunately you just made it so that that religion is hurting someone and that changes everything and not only that but by being a business that says you do wedding photography that's not correct that's not correct you don't do wedding photography you don't do wedding cakes you do weddings for straight people and i think that legally to avoid heartbreak you should just have to say like we discriminate we should live in a world where you're forced to be honest if you want to make money off human beings that's all I'm going to say about that, because I'm sure there's some people out there hating me and that's fine. I'll be hated for any of the LGBTQ community. Anyone I'm missing out there, I will be hated for you. I'll be there. I'll be the person that everyone can get mad at for you. I will be hated for so many vulnerable people. Like, I'm okay with that. If you don't like that whole conversation and it hit you the wrong way, I don't think I want you to really be a listener of this podcast. It's fine if you have a debate. If it hits you the wrong way and you're like, okay, hear me out, then 100% come to me and I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to address that. You're right, but I don't think I'm wrong. Like, I just don't get why people are out there not checking themselves before they wreck themselves. Because how did you not know that this was going to blow up into something? How did you not know? It's almost like they did know and they wanted it to, like, just wreck them. Like, why did they have to email back that what the reason was? You could have easily made something up. Like, at this point in time, you had to know that the backlash that you would face was coming. It's almost like they knew and they went for it anyways, like, to make a stand. Like, no, I need you to know this is the way I think and feel like no one fucking cares and I know in one article one of the people getting married said I wanted to be transparent and I said that I was a a gay couple a part of a gay union ship that's getting married they came back with apologies we don't serve gay people and so everyone's argument was Well, that person wanted to be transparent, so how can they hate on them for being transparent back? You don't tell your friend she looks terrible in white. You come back with a, how about this outfit instead? Do you get what I'm saying? I know they're not friends. Someone's trying to be honest with you, and if you know your reply is going to hurt them, the initial them emailing being transparent, they're not trying to hurt you. They're not trying to hurt you. You coming back in 2020. If this was like 1970, I'd, I'd be like, oh, they're just doing their due diligence. It's 2020. You know this is going to be backlash. If your friend's like, hey, want to come on this great adventure with me? And you're like, no, I don't want to fucking see you today. I just want to sit in my home. You don't tell them that. You make up a lie. You make up a white lie that's not going to hurt their feelings because they don't deserve their feelings hurt. They just asked you to come out and hang out with them. They just felt like they had to email back and be like, no, I need you to know. This is the way that I feel. Like, no one fucking cares how you've rationalized your homophobia. No one cares. We care that people like that either don't speak or lie. Don't speak or lie. If you discriminate or you're a piece of shit, ultimately we care that at some point in your life, someone makes you realize how wrong you are. Like, I don't care how you rationalize your homophobia what I would hope and what I wish on that company and anyone who is homophobic. I wish on you that at some point in your life, you meet someone or some someone, maybe your child, maybe anyone in your family that's at some point in your life, they make you realize how wrong you are. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I mean that in a good way, you know, like I hope that this mob that's coming after them doesn't follow them their entire life and ruin your chances at relearning something and growing from this. Like don't get so angry that you shut down and you're like, well now I'm super homophobic because I'm so angered. I hope you meet someone that maybe doesn't live the life the way that you do and they end up being someone that is very special to you and you can learn to grow grow and learn to love very much regardless of the way they live their life and that they inspire to do and that they inspire you to do some introspective work so you can realize how wrong you are. I hope that you find someone who loves you so much and you love so much in return that maybe is gay or maybe just um I don't know what religious people are against I really don't I I can't even I can't even add to this because I'm like I don't even what else are religious people against but ultimately all I'm saying is that I hope that whatever you are afraid of because that's what that is you're afraid of it you've grown up your entire life hearing like this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong so now you're afraid of it And I hope you just meet someone that makes you not afraid of it. Ooh, there we go. That's what the world deserves. I think that's what everyone should get in their life. Anything that you're ignorant to or just don't understand, you end up friggin' meeting it in your life and you learn to understand it.
Okay, another touchy topic. Can we talk about this whole defund the police issue that's going on right now? Like, I feel like the problem is that we're using the term defund. And I think that normally I'm not offended by words and I'm not offended by the word defund. I just think it's doing us a disservice by saying defund. I'm not arguing that police shouldn't have a budget. They definitely need some money. The problem is that so do mental health services um, and the mental health services are clearly lacking. So... I shouldn't see, you know, a cop driving around in an Escalade and then a homeless person on the street. I just shouldn't. You need what you need to protect you and that's it. You absolutely do not need more. You don't need more than your share in life. We need so many different services and I get that the police need protection in order to protect other people. I just think that some of it goes a bit overboard and that's what people are saying when they say defund the police. So, for example, I don't think we should abolish the police. I don't think we should get rid of them. I don't know that um, the world would work without them. And maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't I don't know. Like, I'm not on a side for this because I've never lived in a world with no police. So I couldn't say what would happen if we got rid of them altogether. But I just don't think that for let's take, for example, and this is something that I've talked about before. If the police catch a drug dealer and they seize all of their drugs and they take their weapons and their cars and then use them for themselves or use them to put more money into policing or just driving around in the vehicles. Like I've definitely seen Escalades being driven around by cops and they have like this proud sticker on it. Like this was taken from a drug bus. Like, look at us. Like, I just think that's silly. I don't think we've ever put thought into that before. And I don't think they should be able to do that. And hear me out on this. I know you're thinking, well, the drug dealer was in the wrong and I can agree with you on that. However, the drug dealer has probably caused a lot of shit in that neighborhood. That drug dealer has probably caused some physical, emotional, and mental issues um, and ripped through families, ruining child's lives. That shouldn't happen. What should happen is these things should be seized and then the money that is made from them, like auction off the Escalade, sell it, auction off the drugs. Just kidding. Maybe. I don't know. What drugs are they? Auction them off and give the money back to the community that was actually effing ravaged by this person or this drug gang or whatever. Because if you're just stealing, like all you're doing, so you take it away, you don't help that community. Now the children that used to hang out and look up to those fucking gang members now want to be like, oh, he's gone to jail. I'll take his place. Like, no, take the money, make something for that community, help that fucking community. If there's no money for social services and mental health, police shouldn't be driving around in friggin' escalades. I'm just, I'm not saying defund the police and I'm not saying like give all the money to the poor people. I'm saying that our current system isn't effing working and we need to go back to the discussion table. People will do anything they need to do to make sure their basic physiological needs are met. And if we're not helping people meet their physiologic, their basic physiological needs, they're gonna com continue to commit crimes. Let me give you an example of my life personally and why I feel this way is because I get it. I wasn't doing well at all in life until I got older. There was a point in my childhood where we didn't have enough money to eat. We were on welfare and that check maybe lasts half a month. As a 10 year old, I broke into a house to steal food. You're gonna tell me that's wrong. You're gonna tell me I'm gonna get arrested for admitting that, but like, come on, it was like 20 years ago, maybe 15. <laughs> but I just, I, I'm trying to paint a picture for you so that you understand, like, we can go on not helping people, but then you don't get to ask why someone's breaking into your car or having these crazy friggin' riots that were meant to be peaceful. You're not allowed to ask that because you don't want to help anyone. And what sucks is that so much of education is teaching this right now and people are so against going to school because it costs so much. It's like you're missing out on what we're learning. Like we're learning the stats on how bad it is to not help people and their basic physiological needs. We try to remain in the middle and just have a discussion, but we are learning the stats on this. And granted, there's a replicability issue. Like every part of the world's gonna be different. Every scenario is gonna be different, but at the core of it, if you weren't getting what you needed, you would definitely commit anything, any kind of crime that would get you what, you're, what you needed. And I don't mean money. I, I'm talking about like basic food, shelter, air. Let's say air. 
That's something that I would never have said before 2020. But air, being able to breathe, is very important. Your basic physiological needs need to be met. I need everyone to just like Google right now Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like this is well studied. Hop on that. Get at me if you have a different solution or a different view. That's fine. I'm here to chat. If you want to be a guest, I'll bring you on. If you got a good argument, I'll do it. Let's do it. Like, I want to debate this because I want to get to the ultimate truth of what's going to work. I'm sick of living in a world where some people are so disadvantaged. I really am. I'm sick of seeing people suffer. And then I'm sick of seeing other people who are in a good position bitch about it. Like, it's super freaking annoying. While I'm on this topic, I saw an interesting meme. Okay, I want to have an entire episode where I just rip on memes because I'm saying this over and over. Like, I've said it so much in the past, like, six months, I'd say, but... People reducing complex issues to memes is what's going to absolutely ruin our society. So I saw an interesting meme the other day. Um, it said, defund welfare and not the police. Bet you don't have the balls to share this. First of all, obviously I do not have the balls to share that because I grew up on welfare, as I already mentioned. But my first thought was, why would I share this when welfare is the reason I got to eat food or have shelter as a kid? But my second thought was, how odd that that very statement is. The reason why I think it's it's weird is because on the one hand you have people that need welfare like my scenario I wouldn't have eaten food or wouldn't have had shelter call me fucking crazy but I think children all over the world should have their basic needs met like food and shelter I think the adults should have a little less so that all the kids of the world can have more because I'm really sick of people growing up to be the Ted Bundy's and the Hitler's of the world when all we have to do is take care of children all we have to do is take care of their basic physiological needs I'm getting too heated up now this is supposed to be a light podcast about how I'm overzealous and now I'm just getting over anxious about the world so on the one hand you have those people that actually need welfare and then on the other hand you have people that are on welfare because they are not deserving I'm saying that in quotes um, because they're able-bodied and like they can work and they're physically able to work and they get along with other human beings but the interesting point about that is that if we find more services with those people in need they wouldn't be on welfare in the first place so if we took a little bit of money from the cops and gave it to mental health, those people wouldn't need to be on welfare. And then you probably could defund welfare and defund the cops all in the same time. We're taking care of shit right here on Overzealous. You're welcome. <laughs> I've known people to be on welfare that were having personal mental health issues and they were otherwise able-bodied and like able to work and, and could work and they had worked and wanted to go back to work but because of their mental health issues and lack of help it was all just dragging them down and they couldn't and they had to go on welfare because the, I don't know if you've ever been depressed but it's kind of hard to move yourself from your goddamn couch. It's kind of hard to see the point in life sometimes when you're depressed. If we gave a little less money to the police or renegotiated the budget, who's already getting way too much? Like, they're already getting way too much. You can't say they're not. Like, you just can't. I shouldn't see them driving around in fucking escalates. Like, and just gave a little bit to mental health services. You know what? I'm harping too much on the cops. Like, everything. Like, there should be so much more because your mental health is how it's your consciousness. And consciousness is the birth of all of this. So if we're not taking care of everyone's consciousness, why are we expecting things to go well? So if like too many services are getting too much money and nothing to mental health services, do you get what I'm saying? I, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm saying this like as clear and concisely as I should be, but it's an interesting statement to say defund welfare and not the police because most of the reasons why people are on welfare is because they lack the care. And I don't know the answer, but I know that all these types of human services are in desperate need of money and the police are not in desperate need of money. Instead of calling it defund the police, let's call it police should be fucking sharing the wealth the same as Jeff Bezos. They should all be sharing the wealth with communities that are the reason that they need their help in the first place because of the lack of money. I have to share my money. I've got to pay taxes. I also help take care of my family members because surprise, welfare and disability does not cover basic needs. As I already mentioned, all the money I make doesn't just go to me. It goes to helping everyone in my personal community. And I think that if the cops want to be important in the community, that they should be on board with helping the community. To be completely fair, I just sounded like a police rant and I didn't want to be 
a police ranty pants because it's not the police rant like it's not about that it's about how we got to where we are and how we're not admitting that we need to go back to the table and renegotiate stuff we need to start talking about stuff we need multiple people involved not just rich people we need multiple disciplines involved not just criminologists do you get what i'm saying this is what i'm saying we need every single issue right now needs to go back to the table and i'm feeling that way about education as well and i'm such a strong advocate for education but i do have my reasons as to why i think it should be a right and not a privilege and i believe i'm going to talk about that next episode and i've completely turned my podcast called overzealous into i'm getting ranty pants on you here okay i just i just went on such a big rant that i feel like i need to reiterate that i don't know the answers to anything i legitimately only know myself i don't know the answers to anything and i don't know the answers to any of the issues going on in the world and I'm never on the fence about them either. I'm never I'm never the type of person that's like I know all the answers and I'm not on the fence about them. I'm always on the side that if this is going to be important to me that I need to have enough ongoing research about it. Since the degree I'm working on in psychology, um, I study human behavior and welfare services and what could change different social issues. It's going to be ongoing for the rest of my life. I do want to do research more into the police force and police budgeting and tax dollars and where they're going in general and, and how they can help us the best way. I'm not some type of person that thinks that all the money should be going anywhere, but I am the kind of person that always wants the discussion to be open because things change. Humans change. We're going to need different things. We need different things now than what we needed in the 90s. I'm just saying I feel like how we all spend our tax dollars needs to be renegotiated or, you know, maybe broken down simpler for the rest of us simple folk that don't really understand where it's going. But we're like, it's not going in the right places if there's people still suffering. And I would even go as far as to say that we should be re-researching most things. In the past, your, your research has been completely biased. It's been rich, white males. I, I just feel like there'd be a few more psychologists out there that you guys know that are females if I was wrong. But I bet you if I listed off a bunch of famous psychologists that were males, you'd be like, I know exactly who that is. I'm not saying anyone's wrong. I'm not saying anyone's right. I'm just saying things in the past have been a little skewed by money and privilege. I know if you're listening and you're like, oh, she's totally a lefty. She's a left person. No, I'm on the learning. I am on the open-minded. I am on the let's discuss I will never be on the, well, everything that everyone has said in the past must be the way because I would just join a cult then. I would just join a cult because then I would at least fit in and and feel like, hey, I belong here. I've got, <laughs> I'm at least surrounded by people who don't think I'm crazy. I want to end this. Oh, I want to end it on a good note and I don't even have a good note prepared. <laughs> I feel like when people get mad at a certain group of people or a certain thing, the, you know, the homophobic issue or, you know, when people say like immigrants are stealing all our jobs or I shouldn't have to pay for my drugs when Narcan is given out for free. I'm not sure if I said that right. Narcan? Narcan? I think it's Narcan. I feel like when people get mad at a certain group of people like that, it's because they're lacking something. They feel like Canada has failed them, so they go after the one community that's getting acknowledgement for that and they did not. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to go on with what I said. I'm going to tell you a story. This one time I was getting on the C bus. I was going on the C bus and there was a man and I sat close to him and he was an older man and he was wearing a reflective vest. So he starts talking to me, which I cannot stand in the morning, but it's fine. I'm a decent person. I can, I, I can put on a happy face. This man proceeds to tell me that he hates his job. And I was like, oh, I just get a new job, which I wouldn't say that to just anyone, but like, this is a scenario where it's like, well, you're doing fine in that one. You could totally get a different job. Like if you're not getting paid what you want to get paid, why not work at a grocery store? Anyway, he started talking to me about his job and it was so sad because he's a stop sign person. Do you know those, those people that in construction that hold the stop sign? That was his job. And he had said to me in the most saddest way ever that he gets spit at and yelled at and bottles thrown at him every single day. That broke my heart. Like that should not be how we're treating humans mind you this was last year so maybe 2020 has rocked those people but who knows I just felt so bad for this guy and then anyway I I end up telling him like maybe you should get a different job like why not just work at a grocery store and then he proceeds to tell me about how he went to a grocery store the other day and asked someone for ketchup 
this person didn't know where ketchup was. This was the most angry this this person got during the whole conversation. Not people spit at me and throw water bottles. He's now moved on to something else he's mad about and that's the ketchup. And the reason why he was mad is because the girl didn't know where the ketchup aisle was and she didn't know where ketchup was because she's not from here. And this man was legitimately more mad at her not knowing where the ketchup was than he was about getting spit on. She doesn't have to know where the ketchup is. She comes from a country that doesn't feed her crap. Ketchup is crap. Ketchup is crap. Hashtag, it's a cup of sugar and some tomato, okay? You don't need to yell at someone over not knowing where ketchup is. And the reason why people in grocery stores and all that do not know where shit is, is because they're not getting paid enough to find it out. Like, And they're barely getting enough to pay their rent and bills, so they don't give a shit if you can't find your ketchup. Not the point. Point is, he ended up saying she shouldn't be working there if she doesn't speak English. Immigrants are stealing all of our jobs. She shouldn't have that. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. And I instantly was like, well, you don't like your job. She's not doing the job well enough. Why don't you go work at that job? And you should have heard this man's excuses for not working at that job. It was like, then you don't get to bitch. I'm sorry, you don't get to bitch. And I'm coming around full circle. I swear to God, I have a point here. I just feel like when people get mad at a certain group of individuals, it's because they're lacking something. Something happened to that guy. So he's now taking it out on this ketchup girl. Sorry, I didn't mean to call her ketchup girl. He's now taking it out on the girl who doesn't know where ketchup is. When a community says defund the police, it's because they feel they are lacking the protection that the police are supposed to give. When people say get rid of welfare, defund welfare, it's because they personally feel like their financial needs are not being met. When someone says we need to stop letting immigrants in because they're stealing all our jobs, they're taking all our work, they're stealing all our money, that person, I guarantee, if they went to a therapist, would find out they feel like Canada has in some way let them down job-wise or financial-wise or anything. Like their basic needs aren't being met. And I, again, I don't even blame you. I just just wish you had an open mind just we're humans that just don't want to take responsibility for that we don't want to own that hey i'm mad at canada for not taking care of me it's just it's not a bad thing you don't feel like you're being taken care of to further i saw on my facebook another meme where it was still saying like saying black lives matter if you have to put a color in front of it it's it's racist and it's like no it's not you're not getting it but at the same time the person that posted it is someone of a minority group in canada that canada has 100 percent failed I don't feel like I have to tell you what group that is. You probably already know. I can't even get mad at this guy for posting that. It's He's been failed, so he also wants his life to matter. And Canada has shown that group that their lives don't matter. So I, I get it, but it kind of furthers my point. When people feel they're lacking something, that's when they go after a movement. So maybe don't get mad at every single person who does the whole all lives matter thing. We all get why that's wrong, but some people are still in a vulnerable position and don't be mean to that person. Just message them if you feel like having a discussion and if they write you off, be like, whatever, let them write you off. Hate only brings more hate. I just feel like the root of the issue isn't what you're actually freaking out about. It's your lack of personal care that you're freaking out about. And you're either projecting or pointing a finger at the thing you believe has been causing you these issues, or at least in some way contributes. Everyone's feelings are valid. As long as you're not hurting someone, everyone's feelings are valid and should be taken into account. But when you replace that searching for your own personal growth and how you can better your situation, you end up placing the blame on a minority group or someone else undeserving of that blame. That's the real problem. No one should be mad at you for being in a bad scenario and being sour about it. What people are mad about is that you shift the blame of that onto a group that is undeserving of that blame. I'm just saying that when you shut down trying to learn further and trying to gain more insight about these types of things, that's the real injustice that's going on. When we reduce complex issues to memes and just write them off and pass them around like wildfire like I promise you the doctors of the internet are not reading that and only the simplest of minds are reading it and taking it for face value it's time to challenge simple posts like that only two people should be posting memes guys only two reasons uh humor 
and you're an idiot. I'm going to be like super transparent with you. The reason why I've stopped posting memes that aren't just simple humor is because when I see someone post an angry meme, my first thought isn't, yeah, you're right. I'm going to like that. Or, oh, I'm enraged. You're wrong. I'm going to get angry. My first thought is you need to talk to someone and you'd be able to if we gave more money to mental health awareness and social justice and social services, you'd be able to get the help that you needed so that you could stop posting all those angry memes. Also, I find another thing that's completely wrong with these memes is how fallacious they are. I'm gonna go through some of the logical fallacies so that people start to understand why these arguments are just silly. And this is why I think education should be a right because so many people are arguing in such a way that it's like, but that's not valid. Like, I just want you to know you're straw manning or that's, you know, like that's the wrong argument. No offense. Everyone should learn how to debate. I'm not good at it or anything, but I can recognize a fallacy when I see it. And I think next episode, I'm going to go through some of them with you because there's a lot of people out there that don't know how often they post a fallacy. Tune in next week for all the fallacies. Aren't you excited? No, you're not at all. You could probably Google them. How do I end this on a happy note? For me, it's easy to get the content. People are like, it's so hard to get something every week. I'm like, you kidding me? Like I talk to myself every day, like just put a recorder there and I'm done. Here is another relationship question answered. Oh, I want to answer that one. Oh, I'm at a minute five, so I'm going to do it anyways, but who knows if I can get this through. Can you recall the most romantic moment with this partner? Yes, I can. There's actually a few of them. One of them. There's only, there's so many, but there's one that I like, I think of all the time and it wasn't even romantic to him. It was to me. We went to Hawk Rocks the Park in London, Ontario, which RIP, love you. Hope you make it back because we want to come to that. We went to Hawk Rocks the Park and we saw Darius Rucker and everyone was like, oh my God, he's going to sing Hootie and the Blowfish. He's going to sing Hootie and the Blowfish. We're like, no, he's not. He's Darius Rucker. Homeboy sang Hootie and the Blowfish. Here's the problem. Davis wasn't with me the moment when he started that song that, oh, I want to be with you. And you know that guitar. You, if you grew up in the 90s and you don't like that song, get out. Just get out, get out. You didn't even, you didn't deserve the 90s. You didn't deserve the, <laughs> love that song, amazing. He starts playing it and there's just something inside of me that's like, I need to be with Davis for this song. And Davis and I weren't together. I was actually just hanging out with his friend. He went to go buy something at a booth and that song comes on and there was something in my heart. <laughs> I mean, you just sound cheesy, but I'm going to. I needed to be with him at that song and I booked it through crowds and crowds and crowds to be beside him when Darius Rucker sang, I wanna be with you. And I was, and it was beautiful. And I don't know why it was romantic. My amygdala was probably just a firing. This is romantic. And I ran there and I still remember it. It was the best feeling. And he didn't even have, he didn't even reciprocate that feeling. He's like, hey, he's playing that song. I'm like, yeah, but there's something about that guitar and being with you that just made it beautiful. And rushing through the crowd. There was something about it that made it so like magical to me. Like life isn't a movie, but if you're lucky, you'll get little snippets where you're like, that was almost like a movie and you'll almost cry. I'm almost crying about it now. All right, that's it for me, folks. It's been an hour. Like I've got to shut the heck up. Thank you so much for joining in. Thanks for so much for staying with me and I will see you next week with another episode and hopefully I have my song picked because it's kind of boring just coming into this with no song. I don't know why. I have a couple that I want to do. I know what they are. I'm gonna hopefully have that song. We will see. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget give me a rate if you care about me as a friend. I'm not really sure what that does but apparently it's a good thing so give me a review only if you liked it. You can give me a bad one if you didn't like it. That's fine too. Just a little bit of engagement okay i'm just a lady that wants a little bit of engagement all right i'm you don't have to but thanks for listening <laughs> we'll see you next weekend on overzealous